Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Monday, November 12th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today we'll be looking at two of the world's biggest oil producers at odds, the clock on a Brexit deal continuing to run down, and the potential new regulations on tech companies in Europe. Then, Ralph Atkins will tell us about a UN pact meant to give refugees more protection in Europe, and how that pact might be falling apart. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Two of the world's biggest oil producers are at an odds. Saudi Arabia has opened the door to cutting crude oil production, as Russia says it plans to ramp up production. Yesterday, Saudi's energy minister Khaled al-Falah said the state's energy company would supply 500,000 fewer barrels a day in December than it did in November. He said it was due to a lower demand, which may signal a slowdown in the global economy. Saudi Arabia has been concerned about an excess of supply in the market, which has been depressing prices. Oil analysts say a minimum cut of 1 million barrels a day would be necessary to bring the markets into balance. But Russia said it's not clear whether the market would be oversupplied next year, and that an imbalance could just be seasonal factors. Last week, the Financial Times learned Russia's oil companies would boost production by 300,000 barrels a day. Saudi Arabia and Russia have collaborated on oil policy since 2016. Prime Minister Theresa May's cabinet is set to have a crucial meeting tomorrow. And Mrs. May is rushing to get her Brexit blueprint back in order before that meeting happens. The EU is pushing Britain to accept strict environmental targets and European oversight of state aid rules as part of a Brexit backstop plan. That's the plan to resolve the Irish border question. One senior UK government aide said he's pessimistic about the chances of a deal because of Brussels' latest demands. And Mrs. May has faced a lot of pressure. On Friday, her former transportation minister, Joe Johnson, walked out. And other pro-EU ministers are threatening to resign, too. On Sunday, Commons leader Andrea Leadsom warned that Parliament would reject any attempt to give the EU a say over when the UK can end an Irish border backstop deal. And the Labour Party told Mrs. May that leaving the EU without a deal would also be blocked by Parliament. Downing Street is trying to reassure the public, though. One official said, quote, This is what the end stage of negotiations looks like. And big tech's intrusion into the financial sector is prompting a lively discussion by European financial supervisors and central banks. European financial regulators are considering whether to supervise these big tech companies more closely. Groups like Amazon and Google recently started offering financial services to banks, things like cloud storage for customer account data and banking systems. Regulators are worried about these companies having so much information in their hands without the same oversight as banks. It's also a potential cybersecurity risk. The European Central Bank's governor, Ali Rehn, has another warning for banks, too. He warned that they'd have to overhaul their balance sheets to adjust for the risks of climate change. He said banks would have to think about factors like rising sea levels, extreme weather, rainfall patterns, and mass migrations when they assess the risks on their balance sheets. And here's something you might want to know more about. On the 7th of November 1918, many soldiers could simply not believe it, and they came out slowly from their positions. Yesterday was Armistice Day. World leaders gathered in Paris to mark 100 years since the end of World War I. 
During his speech, French President Emmanuel Macron warned the crowd against the dangers of nationalism. But patriotism is the opposite of nationalism. Nationalism is treason. If we think our interests may only come first and we don't care for others, it is a treason of our values. The warning is especially stark as Europe deals with the fallout of a refugee crisis that began in 2015. In July, the UN agreed on a pact that would ensure rights for these migrants, and it's expected to be officially adopted next month. But in the past few months, European countries have begun to drop out of the accord. The FT's Ralph Atkins is here to tell us exactly what the UN agreement is, and why some countries want to reject it. It's uh, essentially a compact drawn up under the auspices of the United Nations that's uh, meant to basically foster cooperation between states to avoid some of the disastrous conflicts and scenes that we have seen over the past few years when it's come to migration around the world, but uh, obviously particularly here in Europe. And can you give us some context? What were some of those issues that precipitated the writing of this pact? Yeah, so I think the context is very much the crisis that we had in continental Europe in 2015. 2015's influx has been the largest migration episode since the Second World War. Three to six hundred immigrants arrive here every day. This centre in Berlin is where they make their claim for asylum. So many are coming now. Macedonia today declared a state of emergency. when there were very large numbers of refugees, migrants, entering Europe, fleeing, for instance, the wars in Syria and in other countries. A death toll close to 100 a day. And as ever, many of his victims are Syria's children. Migrants seeking better living conditions, the whole Libya crisis as well. But the sense that in, in Europe that the uh, politicians were not coordinating the response, they didn't know what to do. Uh, at times there were sort of chaotic scenes. People's traitor, they shout. This is the backlash against Germany's generous refugee policy. These are the dissenters and their numbers are swelling. A sense that these issues were allowed to get out of control. And I think that's the sort of the context against which the United Nations tried to engineer this agreement. And does the pact require countries to do anything specific? It's non-binding. It's an attempt to sort of improve cooperation, to um, strengthen the rights of migrants, to protect their safety and, and dignity. I mean, it's actually called the Global Contact for Safe orderly and regular migration. I think those are the sort of the three words that the, the backers of this pact would like to emphasize. Germany's far-right party, the AFD, has criticized this pact, and Austria has also pulled out of it. What other countries are considering pulling out or have pulled out? Uh, Hungary's pulled out. Poland um, has suggested it will. The US didn't even take part in the negotiations, pulled out last year. Question mark now, what happens to countries like Italy? Why is that the question mark? Uh, because Italy, of course, has elected a populist government as well, which has also taken quite a hardline attitude towards immigration and has even been allies with Austria on this issue. So is the common thread of countries who are choosing not to participate in this pact that they have elected more right-wing anti-migration politicians? Yes, absolutely. It's part of the sort of counter-revolution, the sort of the rise of nationalism in, in Europe, with obviously echoes in Trump's America. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Tomorrow, we'll be following German Chancellor Angela Merkel's speech to the European Parliament to see whether she'll make big reforms before leaving office or if she'll choose to play it safe. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.